Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right leftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 23. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews in a special holiday episode. Happy Columbus Day, Grace. Thank you. Happy Turkey Day. Thank you. Yeah. Up there in Canada. Well, normally uh, everybody thinks we're behind you guys, but when it comes to Thanksgiving, we're ahead. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Is it always on our Columbus Day? Or is um, that kind of a coincidence? Yeah, it's kind of the first uh, weekend of October. So we, we pretty much align our holidays with yours there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because we don't have mail today, but everybody's working, so it's not really a big holiday. In fact, we're having to guard the statues to Columbus because there's a lot of people that think he was a terrible guy and probably had slaves, and they don't want his statue right. up anymore. Right. Well, everybody's pissed off at statues these days. I mean, how do you guys feel about Columbus up there? I don't think we really give two cents. <laughs> I was going to okay. say something else there. But... So, do you guys have, like, lots of statues of Christopher Columbus? No, none. Okay. We do, and, and on Long Island, they will take everybody's. They came out today on TV and said, you know what? If you want to take your statue in the middle of your town... Um, of Christopher Columbus down, you can send that to us because we will, we'll take them all. Wow. It's pretty interesting, isn't interesting, it? Interesting, yes. So, I don't know. I, I'm okay with Christopher Columbus, but I'm not necessarily think he was the first one to land on the New World. No, there's you all, know, I, yeah, there's all kinds of evidence that the Vikings were here way before he ever uh, pointed well, a ship in our direction. I read an ex extensive paper about the Hebrews coming here and that there's evidence that the Hebrews came here long before him, which is not a real popular idea, but, you know, nothing against Christopher Columbus. I, I think he was, you know, a pretty okay guy, and he certainly put us on the map. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> you know, literally. The other guys didn't really put us on, on the map, so, you know, you have to give him credit for something, well, you know? There, there has been some maps found that predate Columbus by a lot, and they are pretty close to being correct or as correct as Columbus's yeah. maps were. You're absolutely right. So where did those maps come from? There's the Hebrews yeah, or the Vikings? Well, there's also some theories that the Knights Templar was over here. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, there is some really good evidence that northern Canada, or, you know, that I shouldn't really say northern Canada because it's really just north of our northeast coast. Right. That they found a lot of evidence that 
one might say, proves that the Templars were there. Right, right. Oak Island. Yes. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yes. So that's interesting, but that's not, I, I would like to give a shout out today because I just learned that Dr. John Gale Neely passed away August 20th. That's the doctor that saved my life in 2012, and I didn't know that he passed away. Oh, no. So, you know, these things last forever. Who, who knows? One of his kids might hear it, but right. he was an absolutely fabulous man. Yeah. Absolutely. Sad, sad day. Sad, absolutely. So, so what are we talking about today, Grace? Well, we're talking about something that makes us a little nervous. And that is that there have been some threats that suggest there is going to be an uprising of Antifa and Black Lives Matters on November 4th, 2017. It's just, you know, a couple, three weeks away. Now, you and I have extensively listened to tapes by law enforcement and others that are very concerning, to say the least. Yeah, it definitely uh, has a whole bunch of unknowns that make me very nervous. It does. And I have heard things as simple as it's a day of protest. You know, it was like the that's going to be similar to the Million Women's March back in March. <laughs> right. That's funny. But, you know, um, to, you know, to something much more sinister and dark, uh, like riots, but maybe riots with the purpose of obtaining firearms, maybe home invasions. So I've heard a lot of things on a lot of different levels. Mostly these are things that can be found on YouTube, but they they seem pretty credible. And how far will this go? I don't know. It, It is definitely a scary thought to think of. I also could not quite understand, and maybe you, you could, because you you listen and watch some of the same tapes I do. Are the targets more larger cities or mid-cities? Because I'm, I got the feeling it's mid-cities, where they could actually overtake law enforcement. And I'm quoting that. Right. Yeah, they, that's they, what they I They suggested that they could attack cities where they, like I just said, could be... I guess, numerous enough or forceful enough to overtake law enforcement and with the idea of obtaining their weapons because they they don't have a lot of weapons and they want weapons. And they would supposedly go to places where they believed weapons to be. For example, I guess cops and ex-military guys a lot of times have guns in their home. So um, this one officer um, that wanted to go unidentified for a good reason said that they would possibly go to the to the personal homes of cops and do a home invasion with the idea of obtaining guns. And, you know, I was telling you, um, although we are members of NRA here and, and we have some guns, so we don't have an arsenal. Mostly they're ones that our dads left us. <laughs> right. But we have it on our, the little window beside the door, whatever you call that little window. Yeah. I'm sure there's a name for all the fixer-uppers out there. 
you know, we have an NRA sticker there. And we've always kind of thought, you know, that's a deterrent. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. Somebody comes to the store and comes to your ports and knows you have a gun, they might go away. Exactly, yeah. Well, but what if they want your guns? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whole new problem. Yeah, never thought of that. Well, I certainly didn't either until I listened to these tapes. Right. Huh. So, I mean, we have other things in place here because... You know, our study has been somewhat unsafe for quite some time. So I just kind of, plus with what we do and what we talk about, you can't be too careful. Exactly. Uh, so I don't know. It, it's very concerning. On one of their websites called Refuse Fascism, okay, they, say, they talk about it being a nightmare. And what they're referring to as the Trump-Pence regime. And they're calling for the regime to go. I don't know where they want it to go, but we can imagine. <laughs> um, in the name of humanity, we refuse to accept a fascist America. Now, this is off their website. A nightmare would be, and they list different different things that a nightmare might be. A nightmare is immigrants living in terror. Their next step, meaning Trump, could mean detention, deportation, being torn from children and loved ones. Nightmare number two is Muslims and refuge, refugees are demonized, banned, and casted out. Now, you know, a lot of this is about immigration. You know, millions of children, elderly, and disabled, the sick, the poor, are denied health care and food assistance, and essentially the very right to live. Now they're kind of accusing Trump of passive sort of murder. Uh, women objectified, degraded, and denied the basic right to control their own reproduction, and they're bringing in Christianity in this. With fundamentalist Christian fascism, increasingly be ma being made law. Really? You know, you know I mean, Trump protects the Christians, but he's hardly... Well, I've got something for you. What about Obama's birth control laws? Saw it in the news on the weekend that... Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll address that. He, in Obamacare, each and every place, regardless of what your faith is, if you owned a business and you provided health care, which you had to, then you had to provide birth control. Now, birth control, we know, is a lot of different things, too. You know, they have the morning after pill now. There are some abortions that are considered birth control. And then the Plano Ordinary birth control. There is no Plano Ordinary. I mean, people take shots every three years. They get implants. They take pills. I mean, all these things there there are out there, but you had to offer a health plan that covered those. Now, now that's kind of ridiculous because the deductible is so high, you're not getting that service anyway unless you're sick. And people that tend to want birth control are of an age where they generally don't get sick that often. So it's kind of it's kind of a deal being made larger than it is. Trump signed a piece of paper over the weekend, an executive order that says you don't have to, if it's against 
and you can prove it's against your religious beliefs. Okay, for one example is Hobby Lobby. You know, they are a Christian-ran company, a private company, and their owners very much believe that birth control is a sin. Now, I am certainly not an advocate for that. I'm all for birth control. Everybody get birth control. But, you know, if they believe that way, should they have to violate their religious beliefs and provide birth control? And your first response might be, yeah, uh-huh, they should. But yeah. then what are we doing for other religions? What concessions are we making for Islamic religions? And well, then they don't, I don't need know. Birth the Jews, control. I mean, if they choose not to have birth control because it's against the religion, then well, so what? Well, but see, the company, company is paying for part of the benefit because they're providing insurance, so whether, they just don't want to pay for that, whether they get it or not. Yes, yes. Now, in Obamacare, you pay for these things whether you get it or not, and you pay for it, for example. We would have to, if you lived in America, and you're a, however old you are, Connor, male, you would still have to pay for maternity benefits and birth control for yourself. Now, even though if that, if you needed that, you'd be a very rich man. That, okay? So, it's, it's, there's so many kooky things. I'm shaking my head. I'm sure. I know you can't see that, but I'm shaking my head. So when you talk about, I do believe that Trump does try to protect Christians. But to look at Trump as a Christian fundamentalist is, oh my goodness, that makes me laugh. That makes me laugh really hard. It's just silly. Okay. But he is going to fix parts of Obamacare. Okay, there was a huge tax put in Obamacare for things like prosthetics. Are you kidding me? Could we find something else to tax? <laughs> I mean, somebody's prosthetic leg, that's where we're going to get money. He had put in their tanning batch. Wow. In our health care plan. There's a lot of silly things. He also had put in there that your, your um, primary care physician, needs to ascertain whether or not you have guns in your house. Now, I've never had one that actually asked me that. I think they said, are you kidding me? I'm not asking my patients that, especially, you know, the ones that don't have psychiatric problems. And if they do, are they really going to tell you the truth? Yeah. Where, where does this database go of all this information? Exactly. Does Antifa have access you to are it? catching on to the show quickly. <laughs> okay. Well, That's yeah. the, the worst part about it is the database. Right. Well, when you do that HIPAA thing, well, you, you don't do it because you're in Canada. But when we do that HIPAA thing, we are inadvertently giving the government access to that information about us. And... Everybody does it because you got to fill out a HIPAA form because they have to know who to contact if you get sick. So there's so many things that we do, okay, that sign our rights away. Right. And regardless of where they are putting this database, 
I mean, we've seen major hacking occur lately with, uh, you know, financial oh, companies. Credit reports. Yes. And, and, you know, and that one was terrible because, you know, you don't have a choice if, you know, the credit reporting agencies get your information. I mean, just by default of being a human being and being alive, you're going to be in there. Even if you do nothing, if you don't, if you don't have any loans, any credit or anything, you're still going to be in there. You're still going to be in there with the score. And, and, and because you're in there and you're in there with the score, your social security numbers in there, your address is in there. They said in a lot of instances, like your mother's maiden name, some, you know, which is often a security question, um, which is probably not a very good one. You know, I could think how access could really abuse some of those things, but that's another story for another day. But anyway, so, yeah, this this handing over information to the government is just really not a great idea. And it's not just the government. Well, exactly, because if it's out there drifting around in the digital world, uh, eventually, some group like Antifa is going to hack their way in and have access to all that data. Exactly. Well, and I had an identity theft once, and they spent a lot of money. And you know what I got when the court, some years later, you know, found them guilty? I, I'm sure the attorneys got, I got $22. Oh. You know, and that was back in the early stages of, the internet and so okay back to the nightmare yeah it is a nightmare yeah, now that, that now when we really realize that hey maybe these guys do have access to knowing where guns are exactly exactly and um there's been a lot of lists that have been made available for gun owners there was uh i don't know a couple of years ago Somebody in one of the precincts in New York was upset about the gun laws and released the addresses, names, and addresses of every um, licensed gun owner. Wow. Okay, I didn't so, know about that one. Yeah, and that has actually happened more than once. So knowing where guns are probably isn't as hard as you think especially if that's something you want to know. Okay. I've also heard Antifa in the news this last week in relation to the Vegas shooter, and I won't use his name. I won't sensationalize that, but uh, there was some reports that there was some pictures coming up where he was at Antifa rallies. Yes, and you sent me one, and... When you first told me about that, I was rolling my eyes. Yeah, really? Okay. Because he was kind of an anti, um, anti-social personality, right? Right. Uh, but the picture you sent me, it really looked like him with the bandana on. Yeah. Well, I've seen uh, some pictures surface that see this guy somewhere else. And the interesting thing is he's got a tattoo that is partially on his neck. And I believe I did see the death photo. Of course, the face is blocked out, but um, there was no tattoo on his neck. 
And in the comments, a lot of people were saying, well, what happened to his tattoo? Did it just disappear? So there's Are you a kidding me. Yeah, ah, but, okay. And and you know what? I'm not very proud of myself uh last Tuesday. I think I was just thrown off so much of my game that I said he snapped. And I want to retract that. Nobody snaps like that. You snap when somebody's in your face and pushing your buttons and you swing and you hit them or right. you know, you end up rolling around in the dirt. It's that's, unplanned. <laughs> that's snap. Right. Yeah, this guy did not snap. This was cold, calculated. Well, they even found a note over the weekend, or they found it last weekend, but they, they talked about it this weekend, where he had mathematically deciphered where he needed to shoot it, what the angle was, and even the drop of the bullet to maximize each and every shot, you know, for you know, hitting people. There was even some reports that there was multiple shooters. So I don't know what I, I found... did see that explained though. Okay. And, and it really was a good explanation, especially the Bellagio incident. Okay. When a couple, a couple, I say a couple, I don't know how many, several people were hit. Okay. They were still mobile. And they ran to the lobbies of places like Bellagio and were bleeding all over the place. I see. And people assumed that made a lot of sense to me. It was Bellagio and I I forget where else, but they said that they would have ran as far as a mile and a half down the, down the road. I mean, and think about it. You you don't know what's going on. I mean, you, you, you think the whole city's under siege when you're hearing, that amount of bullets go off. You know, he had those rounds were just, you know, continuously. It sounded like machine guns. And in your mind, if it's not machine guns, then it's a whole bunch of shooters. You know? Yeah, exactly. And so you don't know which it is. Right. No, that makes common sense to, to so, me. That didn't make sense. And I can see how people believed that there were shooters el- elsewhere. One thing that I do find odd... And it's as odd as no video footage of the plane hitting the Pentagon. Right. Which I found that very odd because I'm sure there is hundreds of cameras around the Pentagon. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. And I mean, this just doesn't make sense. There is too many questions about this guy. If he is... Uh, connected to Antifa, and Antifa is doing this planned November 4th uprising, what is that going to look like? I know, and, and like I said, they they certainly have this on their website, you know, the nightmare. They, 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 they claim to be upset with the way LG, LGBTQ people are being stigmatized and ostracized by the Trump administration. Uh, black and Latino people are openly threatened, they're claiming, by the president. He said They also say that they are maximizing sentencing. In other words, you know, if it's three to five years, they're going to get five years under Trump. I, I don't think Trump is actually sitting in every courtroom in the land but as the judge, but they, they make it sound like that. They said stop and frisk has gone national. I didn't. I don't know anything about that. I don't believe that's true. 
intensified police brutality and the murder of youths. I, I do know they have been complaining about that. Uh, they're saying that Trump is threatening nuclear war. He's got his finger on a nuclear trigger. I believe that is patently false. Um, of course, he has to react to Kim Jong-un and to a certain extent to Iran. They talk about lies and more lies. Critical thinking is being destroyed in education. Really? I mean, and you think about Ben Shapiro trying to give a speech at Berkeley and they absolutely burned down buildings. Yes. Are you kidding me? Who is who's denying freedom of speech? Right. That's 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 false. But how many people read this and believe that they're telling the truth because they don't look around, they don't watch their own news, they don't you know, this is where they're getting news. It says the whole planet is in peril from this regime, they're calling the Trump administration a regime, um, that denies there's global warming and shreds all environmental protections. He did not shred all environmental protections. He did shred some. Yeah. Uh, some of the coal things, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. But, he did one of those today. Yeah, I know. But, you know, an interesting thing about all of the recent changes and, and Trump being in the news, I see one commonality, Obama's name, Obama's birth control, Obama's era EPA rules. Right. It's much like we discussed the other day in the New Enlightenment. Yes. I'm, I'm seeing all the connections now. Yeah. And it's, and it's I, rather frightening. Yeah. And they OFA. Is OFA Antifa? Is OFA Black My Lives Matter? I mean, their agenda, when you read this, the agenda is all the same. Yeah. I mean, it's there is no difference. Um, and actually, the, the targeting is the same. The dogma, the propaganda, there is really no... It. OFA, they might word it a little more eloquently than this refused fascism does. But finally, um, they describe the nightmare as a regime step-by-step -step discarding basic democratic rights, targeting group after group, and suppressing dissent and resistance. A regime unleashing the violence of white supremacists, anti-Semites, and fascist thugs. This is fascism a qualitative change in how society is governed. History has shown that fascism must be stopped before it becomes too late. Now, excuse me, but who's a fascist here? Exactly. I mean, they, don't, they won't let anybody talk. You know, they have tried to take everybody off the air that, has, that doesn't believe how like they believe. I mean, they have you know, attack them personally. They have disrupted speeches at colleges and universities that accept public money. And when you accept public money, you have got to allow these people to speak, you know, even if they're nuttier than a fruitcake. It doesn't matter who they are. 
You don't have to agree with them. You can sit there and ask them questions. You know, you can't burn down buildings. Yeah. And you, injure them. There is a lot of danger in that alt-left, just as there is in the alt-right. And I'm wondering at this point, which is more dangerous? Well, right now, today, it seems like the alt-leftists. You know, there have been times in history the alt-right has. And quite frankly, I was a little afraid that the Nevada or, I mean, the Las Vegas shooter would be an alt-right because he was a 64-year-old male, white male, you know, who lived through the Vietnam era. I mean, he didn't fit this profile. Right. I mean, you, but you know what? They don't all have to fit the profile. Profiling is not exact. <laughs> if it was, we'd be successful. And the interesting thing is the FBI was asking for the public's assistance. Um, yeah. The public's assistance, usually if there was a mass shooting, they know everything about the guy within two or three days. Yeah, this guy did not have a record. No. He passed every background check. He bought every gun legally. Now he did modify, you know, but even the parts he used for modification, I believe, were legal. And, and um, you know, that's certainly become an issue for Congress. And, of course, they'll have a lot of hearings about it. And who knows whether they'll actually do something. Usually they have a lot of hearings and get a lot of airtime and, you know. That's that's that. Doesn't really matter which side's doing it. Nevertheless, he didn't fit the profile. I mean, and he went on a lot of cruises to places where I don't know. They're they're questioning. I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise before, but you know you have very little time to kind of meet up with somebody and plan some sort of crazy, you know, attack or learn much about a culture. When you stop at port, I mean, I know you guys have a lot of cruise ships come in where you live. I mean, can you imagine somebody jumping off the cruise ship and, you know, going and making a, some sort of ISIS plan and jumping back on the cruise ship? I mean, it could happen, but it's just kind of like, really? Wouldn't you just go there? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't make any sense in this case. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, you know, they don't stop very long in port, no right. matter where the port is. Right. And, in fact, it's, it's a little shaky because even though it's on your itinerary, if the weather's bad and the water's, you know, you that itinerary changes frequently. Right. You know, they go, oh, we got to go to Port B or we're and not going to even go to port today, you know. Unless he was meeting somebody on the cruise. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. It there really would, is. There would be plenty of time to talk about whatever, whenever. Uh, excellent, excellent uh, point that I really hadn't thought about. Well, we agree there. We do agree there. And normally we, uh, you know, but I just got some breaking news. Oh, I good. have to mention, okay? I'm sorry. I, I know we're about ready to end, but <laughs> ESPNs. Jamel Hill has been suspended from the network for two weeks. Again. She never got suspended. Oh, right. For her right. original. No, she didn't. So I'm happier than, I'm just happy. 
I I just had to bring that up because it just it just ran across my my phone and I I had to tell you that that makes me very happy. She should have been. What she said was awful, out of place, hurt her network, her coworkers, and it really took a jab at their base audience. Which, as I always tell you, ESPN's base audience is old, white, fat men. Because everybody else gets their sports someplace else nowadays. Right. So, I think we can agree on that one. Yes. Do you agree that we agree? I agree that we agree on this one. There is way more to this than than meets the eye, for sure. There really is. And we don't always agree, but life's a journey, and we're all in this together. So, thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. Happy Turkey Day, and Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Happy Columbus Day, and Godspeed, everybody. Thanks for listening. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.